Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Hey, it's Doug Gottlieb. You know, our trusted partner, TireRack.com, for fast, free shipping, free roadhouse protection, convenient installation options, and their great selection of the best tires, like the highly consumer-rated Goodyear Assurance Weather Ready. But did you know they sell other automotive products? Wheels, brakes, suspension, just to name a few. Everything you need to elevate your drive, simply go to TireRack.com slash sports. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Thanks for listening to the Doug Gottlieb Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday from 3 to 5 Eastern, 12 to Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Doug Gottlieb Show at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. You made it to the middle of the week. Congratulations. It is Wednesday. It is a hump day as we are broadcasting live from the TireRack.com studios. TireRack.com will help you get there. An unmatched selection, fast free shipping, free road hazard protection, and over 10,000 recommended installers. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. You should be excited it's the middle of the week. Are NFL players excited that it's Wednesday? Are they ticked off because they got to go back to practice? No, Wednesday is the heart of practice. It's the worst. It's, it's the worst day. you got to come in with all your, all your principles ready. All your concepts ready, all your film study ready for the week, and it's it's time to grind. How is the body feeling on Wednesday? It depends. If you're a younger guy, you're good. You're running around, you're all fresh, right. you're very sprightly. But if uh, if you're a nine, ten year vet, you're trying to ease that thing out of neutral and get to first. Yeah. So it's it's a it's a it's a difference. That's how I felt this morning, and I have played zero years in the National Football oh, League. Man. Yes, yeah. It's, it's in neutral. <laughs> it not only was in neutral, carry it was in reverse. That's like that's how it was this morning. But we are going and ready to go. You thought you put it in drive when you were in reverse. You, you hit the garage, didn't you? Beep, beep, <laughs> beep. Okay, we're gonna back up this story that started Monday night in the National Football League. Chargers Cowboys, not the outcome of the game. Yeah, we're talking about the fan. We're talking about Marianne Doe and how this story continues to have legs because. I find it fascinating, Kerry, on a lot of different levels on how we have we've become captivated by this story. And there are some people who don't want anything to do with this story, like they don't want anything to do with the Taylor Swift story. Right. But I feel that this this viral fan that we saw on Monday night and the story now that has come out from it has got so many different tentacles, if you will, mm-hmm. that it's touching so many fans, so many 
teams, everything in the sports world. And two days after it happened, I still think it's one of the bigger stories that we've got in sports. Well, Dan, it's it's becoming all too predictable. I mean, once you're on social media now and you see all these stories and memes and, and, and gifs, gifs, however you say it, all these things pop up, they're they're predictable. As soon as you see a fan on TV or you see something happen on TV in live time, you you can pretty much bet your dollar on that thing being something that's going to be posted on social yes. media. And so it's becoming too much of a thing for me. Um, I think, you know, obviously as a fan, when you have fandom towards one team, it's easy to, you know, root, root for that team and be loud and be boisterous and be whatever you want to be. But when you have multiple situations come out where you're – that same way about multiple teams it becomes what's yes. going on here yes and 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 i think that the the first part about this is nothing it's nothing personal personal for marianne doe yeah, yeah. i think the biggest issue on the surface carry is that fans and people do not trust the NFL enough right. that they actually believe that the NFL would plant a fan <laughs> and tell their television network and their television partner yeah. to focus on this fan or in their minds an actor during the game like I think that says a lot considering yeah. what we've seen from the Taylor Swift scenario mm-hmm. where people think that that relationship with Travis Kelsey is staged talking about the Kansas City Chiefs I think people a lot of fans feel the Chiefs get all the calls right. in the world. Like, this is starting to move into NBA level uh, conspiracy theories right. that you have in the NFL. And I don't think that we've had that. And that's why I think, like, on the surface, that's maybe the biggest issue is how many fans don't actually trust and wouldn't put it past the NFL for doing something like well, this. Well, the precursor to all of that was the script, right? So we had Arian Foster talk about the script. Yes. The things being <laughs> already laid out for the, for an and for an entire NFL season, which I mean, I played and I, I never got the script. So, <laughs> so, so let's put We're that We're not out going there. to the Super Bowl again? <laughs> exactly. Garbage. What am I doing here? Yeah. No, no, I haven't <laughs> had that yet. But yes, I mean, all the signs point to a, a lot of different things. And if you're somebody that believes the later, which is, you know, some of these things can be persuaded or coaxed to, mm-hmm. uh, to a certain team or a situation, then this doesn't help the situation at all. And the team that it was, right. was the Chargers. And I think that the Chargers are the team fair or unfair, that if you look around the National Football League, that you say, all right, where is their fan base? Because right. a lot of their fan base was in San Diego. And a fair amount of that fan base has abandoned the team when they moved to Los Angeles. And so when you see the the screenshots of the stadium at SoFi and you hear the opposing fans come in, you actually think to yourself, well, maybe the NFL does want to make it seem like there are Charger fans. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Now, the, there are very few stadiums, very few teams in the National Football League that have that problem. Jacksonville may be another team that has a fan base. One of the things I've been told about Jacksonville, this was years ago, was that they had a fan base at the time, and I expect it to, to grow, was that there were about sixty to 70,000 diehard Jaguar fans. The problem was there was just – Nobody cared outside of that, so you weren't getting casual fans to come in there. But there was about a core of about 60,000. Now, that may have grown at the time. I I don't know if there are 60,000 Charger fans. I wouldn't even know that a number is. But all I know is that when we see the 80,000-seat stadium 
you know, every Sunday, we're seeing a lot of the other colors. But we also saw that in San Diego as well. So I don't know if it's a Chargers fan, but the point being that the NFL would feel like, hey, we kind of need to push this narrative that there there are Charger fans out there and look how crazy they are. Like that may have been a, hey, Dean Spanos, we're going to do you a solid in Maybe fans just didn't buy it. Yeah, I think that's part of it. I mean, obviously, historically, the the Charger fans, when you go to that stadium, especially now that they're in L.A., it's just it's very <laughs> they're very few and far between when sure. you, when you see those guys. But the other problem with that situation is the team they're playing on Sunday has one of the biggest fan bases in the world. So you have the Cowboys playing Sunday night football, and I mean they have they they do their camp out here in California. Yeah. So. Their roots as a as a fan base is second to none, and so when you have them in town, it's going to be hard anyway. So it didn't help. So the thought that they would want to focus on this one, you know, maniacal fan at the time to show that San Diego, ha- L.A. has yeah. a fan base that 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 would be something I, I could see happening. The Chargers and Rams played last season at SoFi. John Ramos and Jason Stewart, our technical producer and executive producer went to that game. Mm-hmm. Oddly enough, there were 80% Chiefs fans at that game. I don't know why. It was just uh, just kidding, guys. It was <laughs> it was not the case. Uh, Marianne Doe, though, did make the headlines because she made the rounds in media. Yes. So not only was it Monday night, it carried into Tuesday. One of the appearances that she made was on the Pat McAfee show on ESPN. Uh, this was her talking about her sudden rise to fame yesterday. I grew up in Minnesota before moving to California almost 20 years ago. I don't think that you have to be a single team fan. I do believe that I love all my children the same. I love them differently. So I love my Chargers, and I'm not going to deny my Vikings. Thank God they're AFC and MC. So we'll deal with it when we get to the Super Bowl together. Right. But at the end of the day, like, yes, I've been a Vikings fan. I've been through that journey as a Vikings fan. Um, I still am. But at the end of the day, I'm here in L.A., past 20 years, been a Chargers fan. Phillip Rivers made me fall in love with his passion. I know people have judgment, but his passion for the game, his intensity yet so appropriate. So there she answers and addresses the second issue, the viral picture that showed her in a Vikings jersey, an Adam Thielen jersey, with the same expression that everybody came to love on Monday night. Right. And I think that's the next layer of this is you played, so I think you're in a different spot, but any of us here, whether it be John, Jason, or Isaac, or myself, we are fans of teams. Right. I've been a Seahawks fan since 1983. Like that has been my team. And growing up, the Seahawks and Packers were in different conferences and I grew up in Wisconsin. So there was there was a bit of separation of church and state in in that aspect. Mm-hmm. But when I got older, I I chose to continue to cheer for the Seahawks. And I think that that point of like when you're a kid, you have a lot of different you know, favorite teams and maybe in baseball you liked an American League team and a National League team. I think all of that is understandable. But now if you've followed a team for 20, 30 years, mm-hmm. to have the sort of passion that she displayed, but she has two different teams, I actually can empathize with a fan of being like, well, she's not a real fan because if the Chargers don't go to the playoffs, at least she has the Vikings, whereas <laughs> me, my team is out of it, and I have nothing to fall back on. So tell me who the real fan is. And I know Matt Leinart came out and said, don't you know, rip on this. I'm sure she's amazingly kind. She's come off so well in these in cheerful, joyful, great energy in all of these uh, media spots that she's had. 
But as a fan, it's tough to understand from someone who may have two different teams as their favorite team. All right, let's be let's take the human element approach here. Let's be compassionate to someone that's having commitment issues. Let's just let's just put that <laughs> okay. out there. Number one, that that can be a layer to this conversation. You know, commitment issues is a real thing, and so I'm going to give her grace on that point. All right? right, all right. And then you you hit you hit the nail on the head with like me, a former player. Right, growing up as a kid, I was a San Francisco 49er fan because in Alabama we didn't have any professional team. So obviously, you see. Steve Young, Jerry Rice, and yeah. the, the high-flying offense in San Francisco that caught my attention, and I was all a, all, all a part of that. You know, skip some years here and there, and I become a New York Jet, right? And so now I'm a New York, you know, New York Jet fan through and through now. And even take it past my playing days. Now that I'm done, I root for players, right? Sure. So, so now I'm, I watch Baltimore Ravens all the time because of my guy, Lamar Jackson, from the University of Louisville. Let me give a shout out. So I, I, I follow different teams now, and I want guys to do well. At the end of the day, I don't have any skin in the game there where her, as a supposed super fan of you know the Vikings first and now the Chargers, there's a dynamic there that, as a true fan, somebody that's suffered through the years with their prospective teams and had those moments happen, I can see why they would feel <laughs> feel uh, taken aback by this. But as somebody who's grew up in one place and now she's living in a different place, you can root for two teams, and and I think that can be okay as well. I do want to ask our our crew, John Ramos. Do you have any issue with her being a fan of two teams, like she? openly admitted to she's from minnesota she likes the vikings she is now in la and she also cheers for the Chargers. do you have any issues well i don't think it's her fault that she was doing what she was doing it's not like we knew before going going into the game that she was a fan of two teams nobody knew that right so it's not her fault that they put her on tv and all of a sudden after it was over she had to come out and say i'm a fan of vikings somebody went and found some picture of her as a vikings <laughs> fan too so i don't think that's her fault that but it is kind of odd to be that intense for one team uh, i assume we'll see her at minnesota game uh this weekend then, so. <laughs> monday night against the 40 40- there you go the 49ers she what? should be there john we should check her her, her her stock options she may have a little <laughs> some skin in the game when it comes to the chargers too so by the way you couldn't have picked two teams that would be like bad choices for ultimate success <laughs> i'd be like i'm a pirates fan and a mariners fan yeah, yeah, like yeah. that's those are my two teams <laughs> the pirates and mariners like that that's almost the equivalent you've got the vikings who've and four in Super Bowls, and yeah. recently have had heartbreak in conference title games. Uh, we know the Chargers' history. The one Super Bowl they went to, they were ran off the field by Steve Young and, and yes. Jerry Rice yes. in Super Bowl twenty nine. So it's not like she's like, you know what, my two teams, Chiefs, Cowboys, let's go, let's ride. And we've right. seen we've seen the front runner fans, haven't yes, we? Right. Ones that jump on to right. like, I love the Yankees, yeah, <laughs> the Forty ers <laughs> and the New York Rangers, or yeah. not the Rangers, but you know, so Detroit Red Wings. That's and, it. Yeah, right. and, and to kind of kind of bring it full circle, I think that the, the last point of this is why do we care? <laughs> like why 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 couldn't we just take a nice moment and just let it be that moment? Because everybody's just skeptical in life. Right. Like people are just so cynical when it comes to people having their moments. Let people have their moments and move on. We don't have to deep dive on it, which we can because it's great conversation and we're having a good time with it. But, yeah, it's it's cynicism. I I, I feel bad that she's gotten uh, flack because there I think that there are probably angles and comments that were made 
towards her mm-hmm. that aren't fair, that right. they aren't, because it's really not about the whole deal. If that's how she reacts, like people react differently to different things. Yeah, super. There's there's super demonstrative, and then there's you know super chill, and she's <laughs> just super demonstrative, and it just came to light. And whether it be the Vikings or whether it be the Chargers or you know whether it be something cool in her life. That's the way that she responds, and she shouldn't have to apologize for that. 100%, because I would be in trouble if there was a camera on me in my house. (laughs) (laughs) When I'm a Dallas Maverick fan, basketball through and through for a long time. Okay. And if you saw me running around on game winners, embarrassing. (laughs) When Luca's hitting those, like the playoffs (laughs) and the bubble. Yes, Uh, Jason Stewart. Um, If you work with me long enough, you know that I love a good conspiracy theory. Yes. So. I really have kind of read the read what the conspiracy is and I have to I I have to say that it intrigues me. I'm not saying I believe in it, but you have a woman who is acting oddly. You have to admit it. Most of the reaction was because all the blogs and social media were it was a mocking tone. It wasn't look at this great fan. It was what is wrong with this lady? That was kind of the tone, and that's how it kind of picked up and got snowballed, and then everyone looked into her background. And I do think it's odd that she has gained national attention from that, from the social media reaction. Pat McAfee is maybe the most popular show um, on on TV right now. She made an appearance. There's something conspiratorial or coordinated about her fame Mm -hmm. in the last 48 hours. There is something a little odd, and I understand where people think that something's not right. But it goes back to what Kerry just said, and I'm going to put myself in this category. There's a lot of cynicism out there about everything. I mean, to go to a dark place, we saw it with what's happening in the Middle East right now. Mm-hmm. You just don't know what truth is. You don't know who's who's telling you where it is nowadays. And it's like, I think that has fed into why this story has been so big. Right, Kerry? Exactly. You feel somebody that everybody's always got an angle. Yes. I, I think yes. half of the people that wanted to, that, that saw her reactions were thinking like, what meme could I put this on on Twitter? <laughs> right away. Where I would get a thousand retweets. I just have to think of something clever to go with her reaction, and then that will go like wildfire. It's also everybody's in it for themselves, and if it's not for them, then it's against them. And mm-hmm. and, and and I guess maybe that's just the the best way to do it. It it it's gift and the curse for her. You know, I'm sure she had a blast doing all this, but now you got to deal with all of these other comments as a as as a fan, as we talked about of a as a Seahawks fan. There are other teams around the league where you're like, okay, that's cool, but in no way would you ever get to the level of of being a you know a fan to maybe a like a new player in the league or right. or you're like, oh, that that you know, dolphins are a lot of fun to watch, but in no way are you invested in that. I I, I can understand why maybe a diehard fan would would want to bring that down, but I don't think those are the people that are bringing her down. I think it was the people who just don't believe in the NFL, and to Jason's point, those who love a conspiracy. Exactly. And just feel that it's a plant. He's Kerry Rhodes. I'm Dan Beyer. John Ramos is here. Jason Stewart's here. Isaac Lowenkron is here as we are broadcasting live from the TireRack.com studios. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card. 
Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Did you ever play the over-under game with your friends? You know, think I can eat a slice of pizza in under 30 seconds, or I know it'll take you over a minute to down that two liter. If you have, then you're going to love pick six. The new fantasy game from DraftKings, an official partner of the NBA. Here's how to play during the NBA playoffs. It's super simple. First, download the DraftKings Pick 6 app. Then, pick between two and six players and choose if they'll have more or less of a stat, like rebounds, points, assists, and more. Play Pick 6 from DraftKings, the new fantasy app that packs more fun into less time. Download the DraftKings Pick 6 app now and use the code DUG. New customers can play 5 bucks and get 50 in pick six credits. That's code Doug only on DraftKings. Pick six. The crown is yours. One offer per new customer. Minimum $5 first pick set to receive $50 in pick six credits, which are non-withdrawable and valid for pick six use only expire after six months. Restrictions apply. Limited time offer. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 18 plus in most eligible states. Age varies by jurisdiction. Eligibility restrictions apply. Pick six not available in all states, including but not limited to Connecticut and New York. For up-to-date list of states, visit dkng.co slash pick six states. Void where prohibited. See terms at pick6.draftkings.com slash promos. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Doug Gottlieb show here on Fox Sports Radio. I'm Dan Byer. He's the NFL vet, Gary Rhodes. <laughs> People care about this fan deal. Yes, I'm they telling do. you. Uh, hit carry up at carry 25 Rhodes. Also on the IG, where can they find you? Oh, on the IG, it's just Carrie Rhodes. I kept my name just basic That's on the gram. Did somebody else, a Carrie Rhodes on Twitter? Let me, it- let me tell you the story, Dan. I got off Twitter. When I got off Twitter, I had around like 800,000 followers. I wanted to deactivate it and get away from social media. Came back, somebody took my name. So I had to throw the 25 in there. That makes sense. That actually does make some sense. But yeah, and it's tough to build back up. Oh, man. Uh, Today's show is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Progressive makes bundling easi and affordable. Get a multi-policy discount by combining your motorcycle, RV, boat, ATV, and more. All your protection in one place. Bundle and save at Progressive.com. I'm going to let you have the honors to bring in our next guest. Yes. Our next guest on the on the Doug Gottlieb show is a former friend, former coach, former confidant, a teacher of so much for me in my playing days. And it was really such a gracious, gracious time to have this moment and share this space with this guy. We used to call him the man genius. Eric Mangini, welcome to the show, brother. What up, Carrie? How are you? <laughs> I'm doing well, man. It's so good to hear your voice. It's been it's been a long time. It, it has been. I was excited. I saw who was on the show today. I I, I ran to move some things around so I could join you guys. <laughs> no, when they told me earlier, I was like, "What? Mangini's here? <laughs> Let me hop on." So I was excited. <laughs> how how difficult was Kerry Rhodes to coach? Is the first question we all want to know. Eric, don't do it, Dan. First of all, he was not difficult at all to coach. <laughs> I, 
I'm surprised he only had 800,000 followers uh, on Twitter, though, because his nickname was Hollywood back in the day. That is true. Uh, but he had, you know, he he backed up that that you know persona with what he did on the field. Great uh, ball skills, really smart, good communicator. And what a lot of people don't realize, he, he was an underrated blitzer. When we used to blitz him and, and he'd make contact, usually it was a problem for the quarterback. And then I think people think of his ability to generate picks and things like that and his plays in the deep part of the field. But he can cause some problems as a blitzer, too. Let's keep Mangini on for the rest of the show. Let's keep it going. <laughs> you got, a, you got you, another you know ninety I mean? minutes. Yeah, got, yeah, another, yeah, another, another let's, ninety. Let's uh, let's let's keep with this Jets theme because because it, it's one of the okay. issues that now the Jets are playing good football. Uh, Zach Wilson seems uh, to be acclimating himself pretty well with the Jets, but yesterday we heard Robert Sala keeping a spot open for Aaron Rodgers. Could this at all be or go south? Uh, at all for the Jets, or do you think it's fine that they're still maybe keeping them back in their mind that Aaron Rodgers could return to this team at some point this season, or should this just be Zach Wilson's show the rest of the way? Well, it, it would be a miracle if if Aaron Rodgers come back from that injury and play and play in a meaningful way, and and I really hope that he can because that means that there's advancements in this type of of treatment, and he's really blazing a trail for for other guys who have a similar injury. I don't think it's realistic, but from from Robert Sala's perspective and the organizations, of course you keep a, a spot open for him. You brought him in, you you paid him a, a lot of money, you you traded away draft picks for him, and and he gave you the potential to to compete for a Super Bowl based off of of what he's done and what he could bring to the team. And and with Zach Wilson, he's he's improved a lot over the last three games and. You've seen more decisiveness. You've seen some more confidence. Uh, you've seen a better performance. The key thing is he's not losing the games for him. But we weren't starting at a very high bar. So so it's positive, and, I, and I'm happy for him because I think, and Terry knows this, the league has a way of humbling you. Yeah. And he was he was humbled dramatically last year, and it looks like he's learned a lot from that. And, and he's progressed – but when you compare the option of okay, I can play Aaron Rodgers even you know with with the potential of him not playing, like his upside versus versus where Zach is now. If, if Zach suddenly has an amazing uh, remainder of the season, maybe that discussion is a little bit different. But it'd be hard to say no to Aaron Rodgers at any point. Hey, coach, I, I'm definitely going to come back to the Jets, but I want to I want to move around a little bit and talk about. Your former team, one of your one of your former teams in New England, and the the crazy state of state of mind that they're in right now, being one in five, and you know haven't really seen that really take place in New England. So, how what do you think the psyche is of the organization right now, and especially with Bill Belichick right now? Okay, you may have thought that life with me was hard. <laughs> life there right now. Must be really hard. I mean, it was it was hard when we were fourteen and two, and I, and I had you know I don't have a problem with that because I think that winning and winning consistently is is really difficult. But losing and and knowing how how they work and and what's demanded of them every day, that's that's really challenging. And um, it's challenging too because this is a, this is a really different team in the sense that they don't have a lot of guys 
that were part of that winning tradition, that were part of that culture, that understand all the things that 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 it took. So you're you're still teaching this group how to win, and they mm-hmm. haven't had haven't had that success. So I imagine it's challenging. Is is probably the nicest word I can I can uh, use to describe the environment. Eric Mangini joining us here on Fox Sports Radio. He's Kerry Rhodes. I'm Dan Byer in for Doug Gottlieb. Is it in Belichick's DNA to punt on a season? Because right now it seems like it's all but lost. No, not, not, not at all. I, I was with Bill in Cleveland when, when things were uh, terrible after Art Modell announced that the team was going to move. So we were projected to go to the Super Bowl. Art uh, Modell announced that the team's going to move to Baltimore. The city is is as angry as you can as as you can imagine uh, any city could be with the story tradition and the idea that they would take their team away from. We, we were at the point where if you were going towards a dog pound, we had to turn around and go the other way because people were shooting M80s on the field. It was it was <laughs> terrible, and and we were projected to be really good and we weren't. So you you add that component too, and and there was no point in that season where I ever felt like Bill was anything but the same consistent guy that that he always is. And here's the thing that, that, that I think a lot of people forget is look at Detroit last year. They were one and six. Detroit started one and six and finished really strong. Jacksonville, two and six, finished really strong. And then you got a team like Tennessee who was seven and three and, and didn't finish very very well at all. It, it can change, and momentum is a very powerful thing. So I can't imagine that you know, not even midway through the season, anybody, anybody's punting, and, and Bill's not going to let anybody punt, you know, in that locker room. Coach, I want to talk about a, a guy that we both know really well, uh, Brian Dayball in New York with the Giants. Um, you know, the the big clip of him, you know, going after going after Tyrod Taylor on the field after the failed goal line run on on Sunday night and how he approached that situation in your in 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 your estimation guesstimation or how you would handle that situation as a coach do you think he handled that well by you know really I guess tearing him apart on the field and playing sight for everybody to see or would you handle that situation a little bit differently well here's what I like Kerry that Brian's done throughout his, his tenure as a head coach of the Giants and he's been him. And and one of the mistakes that I made as a head coach is is I took on too much of other people's personalities. And that's a that's a lesson that you have to learn as a young coach is you can do all the things that you believe in, but the most important thing is to do it in your way and be authentic. Yes. And I think Brian is authentic and he is he is very emotional and he's emotional in the in the sense that he'll yell at guys and he'll get on guys. And he's emotional in the sense that that he'll love guys up, and and it's sincere. It's not, it's not just to to motivate. It's it's how, it's how he's wired. So, is it is it great to embarrass anybody on national TV? No, it, it's it's not. But as we all know, we're not thinking about the viewing audience. We're not thinking about, you know, the the corresponding tweets or or the, you know, all the things that come with it. In, in that moment, um, so the authenticity that Brian's shown, I think, is is really good. Would he, um, knowing him, would he want to not have that moment be 
broadcast to the world? Pro- probably so. Yeah. Fox Sports 1 NFL analyst and former coach of the Browns and former head coach of the Jets and Kerry's former head coach, Eric Mangini, joining us here on Fox Sports Radio. That was Sunday night. On Monday night, when we weren't obsessed with the Chargers fan, we were kind of scratching our heads and saying what was going on with Justin Herbert. Uh, Herbert maybe not looking like himself. Have the Chargers... You know, done everything that they they've can for Herbert. I, I would say it was probably one of his poorest games that he's played. But what do they need to do to to maximize the the uber skills of this young quarterback now that he's got this long term contract? Well, the, the Chargers have have had challenges you know, for for the last three years and, and through this this administration, especially on defense. They're they're currently, I think, either thirty first or thirty second. And pass defense, and about you know somewhere in the twenties in, in points allowed, and that's how it's been the whole time. So it, it hasn't been a complimentary team. They spent a lot of money on free agents on, on defense. They spent draft picks on defense. They've tried to fix that problem, but but it hasn't worked out great. And, and there's been some inconsistency with with Herbert at times as well, which can happen. And and it can especially happen with a new contract, with expectations, with knowing that your defense has, I think, has been five, ten point uh, blown leads, you know, since since um, the head coach has been there. And, and and look, I'm not in the business of taking shots at head coaches, but that that's been the reality. And so, as a quarterback, you can think, okay, I got to go win this. I got to go make a play. And when you start pressing. It becomes it becomes a problem. You you can't always be Superman. Sometimes you just got to play within you know your means. And, and and we should give some credit to Dallas too. That's a really good defense. It was just sure. embarrassed. So I'm sure they were. It was their best shot as well. And you don't want to hit hit a team right after they've been embarrassed, especially on you know the you know the big the big screen. Coach, you said something. Sunday, Sunday one's a little different than Monday night. Or yeah, Sunday yeah, night, prime you know? time, standalone game, absolutely. Hey, coach, yeah. coach, you said something really, really good there that I want a lot of people to hear. The authentic, the the authenticity that it takes to be yourself in a power position, being a head coach, being a professional player, being able to be true to you and true to yourself is is such a powerful tool, and it's one that we don't get to recognize or you know, really step into that full power of being in those positions. But to to hear you say that and to step into that and to own that, and I've done that, uh, you know, after my playing days and as my playing days wound, out, wound down as well, it's such a beautiful thing because I think now with social media and the avenues that we have, these players have now to fully be themselves and embrace themselves the way they want is a powerful tool. But to also know that things aren't happening to you they're happening for you, especially in these team situations, in these situations where you have to be compliant in some, in, in, in to some degree with other players and other people. It's such a big thing. So I, I like that you said that about Brian. That was that was a powerful moment. I'm glad. And, and Kerry, as you, we both know when you get those positions, whether it's it's a you know you're a, an elite player, or you have a big contract, or whatever the expectations are, young head coach. There's no, there's no real playbook for that, and and sometimes you get caught up in who you think you should be as opposed to who you are, and and 
oftentimes the reason you're in that position is because of who you are and the the quicker that you can you can realize that and look some of it comes with with age and experience or a lot of it comes with age and experience but the quicker you can you can live your your, your true self and, and be who you are i think the better you're off in football and business and anything else you do perfect spot to wrap this up uh, i'm glad we could reunite you guys coach thanks so much for the time <laughs> And, uh, yeah. Great to talk to you. Eric, so good, man. I appreciate you. Eric Mangini. Awesome. Thanks, Eric. Talk to you soon, man. Thanks, guys. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is and you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Doug Gottlieb show on Fox Sports Radio. He's the NFL vet, Kerry Rhodes. I'm Dan Beyer. Today's show is brought to you by Progressive. Progressive makes Progressive Insurance. Progressive makes bundling easy and affordable. Get a multi-policy discount by combining your motorcycle, RV, boat, ATV, and more. All your protection in one place. Bundle and save at Progressive.com. Kerry's former coach, Eric Mangini, joining us just a little while ago. If you missed it after the show, go to FoxSportsRadio.com. Click on podcasts, and you can hear that. In the meantime, we're going to play a game. This is game time. It's game time. On the Doug Gottlieb Show. Don't Carrie, you're going to be in the hot seat today. Uh, John, our game today is... For better or worse. So basically, Carrie, you just got to tell me who's better or who's worse when I give you two subjects. Okay. And I told you we're going to start out with the one-loss teams in the National Football League. Carrie, who's better, the Miami Dolphins or the Kansas City Chiefs? Ooh. Right now, I'm going to say the Miami Dolphins are better right now. Ooh. The reason? You heard me. The reason. Offense, Miami wins. Defense, Kansas City wins. 
But in this new age NFL right now, it's about scoring points, and I'll take Miami. All right. That's simple. That, that's fine. What about the Miami Dolphins or the 5-1 and one Philadelphia Eagles? Ooh, Which right, we're going to see, by the way, yeah. this week, yeah. Sunday Night Football. Right now, <laughs> as you can see, the precursor to all these are right now. And right now, I would say the Miami Dolphins are better than the Philadelphia Eagles as well. <laughs> oh, the Dolphins. All right, let's do a Super Bowl rematch since the Chiefs and Eagles are kind of double elimination. Yeah. One loss teams. Who's better, Kansas City or Philadelphia? I don't think I have to say this again, but I'm going to say it anyway. Right now, I'm going to take the Kansas City Chiefs being better than the Philadelphia Eagles. You as well. are sticking by that you are not buying. Well, I shouldn't say not buying the Eagles. Kerry and I teamed up this past Sunday. We saw the Eagles give away that game against the Jets, but even before they did that, you didn't like how they were playing in the first five weeks of the season. Yeah, they got some stuff to iron out, some things to work out. Schematically, I mean, I think the players need to play a little bit better as well, but schematically things are a little bit different, and it's not as easy for them as it has been in prior years. So, yeah. All right. Kansas City picks up a win, but are they better than the San Francisco 49ers? Who do you like in that matchup? <laughs> Chiefs or Niners? I like the Niners. I know we're splitting hairs, but yeah, yeah that's. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I like the Niners. Not The Niners are the most complete team in the NFL and, and just overall anyway. So I take them right now. Okay. So then Niners or Dolphins? Does that lead to the Niners? Yeah, Niners, Dolphins, definitely the Niners. The Niners would punish Miami and keep their high-octane offense off the field. And so that'll play a big factor in my decision on what that looks like right now. All right, I have left one one lost team out of the equation. Bring them on. Yes, the Detroit <laughs> Lions. Who do you like better? I mean, heck, they beat them in week one. Maybe things have changed, but Lions or Chiefs? Right now, <laughs> I take the Lions yeah, over the Chiefs I think right you'd now. Have to. Yeah, yeah, for sure. The Lions' lone loss was they lost a barn burner to the Seahawks, yeah. which they also lost last year and ended up costing them a, that playoff spot. That ended up being the tiebreaker. But yeah. Uh, yeah, Kansas City does have issues right now. Yeah. And I don't know if Nicole Hardman's going to solve them, but I think that move today shows that, yeah, there is something stagnant right now in their offense. What about the Lions or Eagles? Who do you like better? <sighs> I think the Lions are better than the Eagles, but I think the Eagles would find a way to win a game. Does that make sense? Like, I think the the Lions are better right yes. now. But the Eagles have found ways to win games. So I think with their experience, they would probably beat the Lions. If they played ten times, is it split five, or do you think that the Eagles have an edge or the Lions would win if six? They, if, they, if, if they played ten times, the Eagles would probably win – Seven out of those ten. Oh wow! Yeah, but you feel the Lions are a better team. But just I think in- I think they're a better team, and I think one game situation, the Lions could beat them, definitely beat them. But if it was a NBA format, best of seven, the Eagles will win. All right, final one: Lions or Dolphins? Which, which by the way, this would be an awesome Super Bowl. That would Bowl. be great. <laughs> How great would that be? Lions or Dolphins? Lions, Lions or Dolphins? I would take. The Lions beating the Dolphins. That's game, huh? Game time. This is game time on the Doug Gottlieb Show. He's Kerry Rhodes. I'm Dan Byer. Coming up next on the Doug Gottlieb Show, live from the Tyrac.com studios. 
One person on this show has made enormous headlines for something they said this week. And we're going to dive into that next year on Fox Sports Radio. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month no matter what kind of entertainment you love addicted to true crime catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on a e crime central crave adventure explore asian action movies on hayah searching for something extreme check out skating snowboarding and more on fuel tv plus the global home of action sports and find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's hit nation playlist there's new free shows and movies to love every week say free this week in your xfinity voice remote 